Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, joining us today. Newly minted three-time world champion, six-time world championship medalist from Budapest. Uh, most notably, she is on top in the 100 fly now. We are talking to rising Stanford sophomore, Tori Husk. Tori, how's it going? Thanks for being here. It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. You're hot off a trip to Italy with Stanford teammate Taylor Ruck. You spent some time in Italy uh, with her after Budapest. Can you just give us the, the short of how that trip went for you and, and if you were able to decompress after the meet? Yeah, it was really fun. We were looking forward to it. It wasn't a very relaxing vacation because we were like doing something every day and like exploring. So it wasn't super like restful or like a vacation where you could really decompress. But like we saw a lot and it was really fun and it was like an adventurous sort of like vacation. Yeah. Was it, was there any specific highlighter or a favorite part of the trip for you? Um, I really liked going on. There's like, we became friends with um, our Airbnb host. And then he, he like would take us out on like his boat and we would like tour that way a lot. So that was really fun. That sounds like the the quintessential European trip. That's awesome. Just yeah. making friends, going out on boats. Um, that's super cool. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you were able to relax after that meet. Um, but let's get down to business. Um, you were I forgot this in your list of accolades. Most importantly, you were the MVP of our swim swim fantasy draft. You scored 25 points. Um, you were in a slew of events in Budapest um, and just congratulations on your achievements there. Overall, how did you feel about your meet at world championships? Um, I was really happy with it. Um, it wasn't like the perfect meet, but like there's really like a perfect meet. There's always something I feel like that you can do better on. And I was really happy with how it went. And I think that part of the reason it went so well was because of the team and USA the USA team was just like really special this year, even though this is only my second national trip, even um, like, oh, I'm forgetting the word right now, the older people on the team. Um, veterans. Veterans, right, that's, that's the word. Okay. Yes. Even the veterans were like saying like, oh, this team is like really special this year. And I feel like you could just feel it like, and like how close we were. So. Did, did you feel not necessarily like a veteran, but was it comforting knowing just you had been on Team USA before having had that Olympics experience the mm -hmm. year prior? Yeah, um, I feel like it's weird thinking of myself as a veteran because um, I've, I mean, I guess technically I am, but I guess I don't really consider myself one. It's just weird to, my, to think of myself like that in that way. But it was definitely nice having experience under my belt because um, the Olympics was my first national or um, national team trip. So I feel like I learned a lot from that. And it also gave me a lot of motivation leading up to worlds. So I feel like that experience definitely helped me. Um, let's talk about 
your your mental state or that motivation heading into worlds or i guess heading off of tokyo right um you won you won some hardware at your very first olympics uh you also got a fourth place which which is i'm guessing kind of a hard situation to deal with but um what was your perspective on your experience in tokyo and how did that fuel you moving forward into this world championship year Yeah, Tokyo itself was like a really up and down meet for me just like emotionally. Like there's just like such like highs and then lows. And it's like I've never been at a meet that's so emotionally draining except for maybe trials, but that was draining in like a different way. But um fourth place, that was like devastating, not going to lie. And it was weird because like I remember being so upset about it for a day and then being like really weirdly motivated the next day and then going back to being sad the next day. So it was kind of like all over the place, but I feel like overall it really helped to motivate me in the um in that upcoming year like leading up to worlds because um I don't know, I always like would I would think about it sometimes during practice and how I like wouldn't want to get fourth again. So um it definitely motivates you and then as for that relay you mentioned like how um we got second in the relay at the olympics that was like a really special moment and i was just so excited to be able to represent team usa and stand on the podium with these like ladies so it it was a lot of fun and i'm really proud of that relay um just diving a little bit deeper into that for your individual 100 fly um were, are you able to look back i mean because you we you, you got fourth but it was by not even this much right i mean it was just a hair that was such a tight race from from first to fourth specifically um but in watching that race i'm guessing you can find a, a an inch here or two um how do you analyze that race and what you could have improved on yeah um i remember leading up to the olympics i was working a lot on my turns because my open turns were like a huge source of weakness and i felt like even then i could kind of see it in like the way i like timed my walls specifically like my i remember it was like going into my turn i just like glided a little bit too much and i feel like that took some time um so there's like always little things that like we're critiquing but i think that's also good because you don't want to have like the perfect race because i like knowing that there's more things that i can improve on and like more things that i can work on every single day in practice so um yeah i watched the videos and i talked about it with my coach and that's kind of how i like break it down in that medley relay um at the end of the meet right you swim it's kind of a weird deal where you swam the first two days of the meet and all the way to the end i'm not i don't if you had other swims in the meet my apologies but you swim on this last the last race the last day right do you feel like you were able to tune that up or or fine tune even though you had that 5 day gap in between um i don't really know i mean i i tried my best um but i feel like there's only so much you can do in like 5 days like there's not going to be like a drastic change on anything but i think i stayed pretty consistent i feel like throughout the meet as far as like times and stuff like that. So, I feel like I was consistent, which is good. But there were definitely things that I could have done better. Gotcha. So, then uh just bouncing back to world champs and that 100 fly again, it's on the first two days. 
uh, 55-64, you win gold, you break an American record. Are there things that you feel like you did a lot better in that race than the race in Tokyo? Um, sometimes some of the problems are still the same because my finish was really long on that race. So I, I'm going to have to work more on that stuff in the future. Um, but there's like always little things that I think that my start was really good this year. I don't really remember how it was in Tokyo, but I remember my, my start in my underwater and breakout felt really good at Worlds. And I was happy with like the first like 25 of my race. Um, I still have to like look back at it and like decide what I have to work on more in the future. But I think that my walls still like just the timing of them still needs a little bit of work. And I've been working on that for a while, but um, I think I'll make that like a bigger focus in the future. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to back it up a little bit more. Um, we're just bouncing all over the place in this one. So coming off of Tokyo, uh, you, you had to Stanford, right. For your freshman year of college. Um, we got, I get, we got to talk to you a little bit at NCAAs, but, um, I want, I want a little more in-depth analysis on just that transition, um, coming into Stanford. How were you feeling just coming off of that huge Olympic meet, um, into a completely new environment on the completely opposite side of the country? Yeah, I was super nervous just because of the change. Like I'm going all the way across the country, like you said. And then I didn't really know anyone super well going into it. So I was also nervous about meeting new people. And like Stanford does this thing where they're also, they have random roommates freshman year. It's like the entire campus. Like you don't choose your roommate. It's, it can be anyone. And they not necessarily like, an, they're not necessarily an athlete either. So I was like nervous about that because you don't find out your rooming assignment until you get there. Like you can't even like look them up beforehand. So I was nervous about that. I was nervous about, I wasn't as nervous about training, but I was a little bit nervous about that just because um, it's a new coach, even though I was with Greg during the Olympics. Um, so I did get to know him better. So it made me a little bit less nervous. And then I was also really scared about like the academic side of things. So I was really a little bit like of a nervous wreck going into it, but I feel like the team just made it so easy. Like, they helped us pick out our classes, all the freshmen. They helped um, they helped us decide on what classes to take our freshman quarter, and they gave us recommendations on what would be good. And um, they were just really supportive. Like, our upperclassmen really just took us in, and they kind of – we had a huge freshman class. It was, like, 10 or so girls, and there's only, like, 20 girls on the team. So um, they did a really good job at mentoring us and just taking us in and showing us the ropes. So um, I was – very nervous, but the team honestly made the transition really easy. And it's really fun being around um, people who work so hard and everyone in that pool works so hard every single day. So I feel like it was a huge change and there were like pretty much nothing was the same, but it, it they made it really easy. Okay. I have to start with what was, what was your roommate like? My roommate was really nice. Um, she was from Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, I actually had a two-room double. I got really lucky my freshman year. So my room connected to hers, but, like, we each had our own space. And that's, like, really rare for a freshman, and it was just, like, dumb luck, too. So I got I got kind of lucky that I got to live in my own room. But, like, it was really nice having her. Like, I could always, like, go into her room and talk, so. Nice. Okay, so you lucked out in that department. Uh, yeah. Just in terms of the team, what was there a specific – I mean, obviously, you were – 
one of our top recruits, if not the top recruit, I feel like I should know that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of had had a, a wide variety of choices if you so chose. Um, was there something that stood out to you about Stanford or, or a specific reason or specific moment you were like, okay, this is, this is going to be the right fit for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in the back of my mind, I always knew that like Stanford was my top choice, but I didn't want to like admit that to myself until I actually visited, but it had um, a great swim team. And then just academically, like it's Stanford, like everyone knows the name. So I was like, I really liked those aspects of it, but then I wanted to wait to see what the team was like and see if I would actually fit in and what the vibe was. And I remember during my recruiting trip, um, they do this thing called circuit um, every Saturday for like the first four weeks or so. And it's like a bunch of stations in the weight room. And then if one person messes up, then the whole team has to go back a station. And I remember watching them and they kept getting stuck on like these like three stations, which is honestly even worse than having to move backwards all the way because they were just getting stuck on in like using the same muscle groups over and over. And I remember being like, this looks absolutely terrifying. Like it looks like they're struggling. This looks terrible. It looks so hard. But at the same time, everyone was being so positive and like no one got angry at each other for messing up. They were all like, um, understanding and instead of like getting upset at each other they I like it was all just like words of affirmation and everyone had like a really positive mindset and you could just see how they uplift each other and that I was I remember being like this is like the kind of team I want to be on like now that I like have seen them in person I know that I want to be here and that this is like the kind of team culture that I want to be a part of so that was like a big moment I remember so have to ask what was your freshman circuit like once you got there yeah circuit it honestly it wasn't as bad as I thought but my expectations for how hard it would be were like through the roof (laughs) so if you set your expectations low that it's going to be like the worst thing you've ever done then it doesn't seem so bad but um I got paired because you get paired with um people on the team I got paired with Bob who's Ali Rom um but we call her Bob anyways um I got paired with her and it was she was honestly like the best partner to have because she would just like direct me everywhere and I would just kind of follow her through the stations because if you like go to the wrong stations also that counts as like a mess up so um she was really good at like keeping tabs that we were we were supposed to go next and like showing me tricks on how to do the stations better and stuff like that and she's just such a nice person and she's really positive so um, yeah, I had the best partner. I feel like it, it went really well, actually. Um, the first one didn't, but <laughs> that's kind of expected. I would, I would think you have to have at least some adjustment period, but, uh, overall nice. I'm, I'm glad it went so well. Um, so then just getting into the pool, um, how do you feel like you adjusted with the train with Stanford training that fall? And what did that training look like for you? Um, I feel like Stanford training, I kind of, in the beginning of the year, I remember doing more, um, sprint workouts. Um, but then I eventually transitioned so that I was swimming in 4am group instead of the sprint group on some days, because I really like, I am trying training. I like the variety of it. And then also I was, um, I decided that I wanted to swim the 2am at NCAAs. So, um, I trained more in that group. Um, I really liked it. The, like I said before, like the girls just made it easier. I kind of just in general though, go where my coach tells me to. 
So if he says go in this group today, I just kind of go and I don't really like think about it too much because I know that like he has my best interest at heart and he's going to make me better. So I kind of just trust him and I do what he tells me to. 4 a.m. group. <laughs> that's a decision. Uh, I've seen Greg's 4 a.m. group and that's not an easy group to hang with. What? <laughs> but you enjoy it. You like training in that group. I do like it. <laughs> what do you like about 4IM group? Um, I just like changing up my strokes in practice. I feel like sometimes I get really bored if I'm doing the same thing all the time. And I like that it gives me the variety. But it's weird because I love like training for IM and I like 4IM group, but I literally hate the 4IM. I think it's the worst event ever. So I like I I did ask to swim it once, but I don't think I ever got to because it's not at many dual meets. Um, but I did it more because I felt like I haven't swam it in a while and I thought it would be kind of fun to see what I've done, what, what I could do. But I do think it's the worst event in swimming. <laughs> I was going to say, or I was just curious um, why you were training that, but then at racing, you know, you swim 50 fly, 50 free. Do you, do you feel the effects of training in a 4IM group or doing putting in that kind of work in races like a long course or short course 50 free fly 100 free fly I think that it actually really helped me I forgot to mention this before but one of the things I could have improved on I feel like we all know it but it's just like dying my second half of my race like at the Olympics so that has um, been like a struggle for me so this year we decided to really focus also more on my back half and I feel like doing like these training for like longer events kind of helps with that. So I think that it really helps in my hundreds and my two hundreds even because like, um, like I swam the 200 IM and I was on the 800 free relay at, um, NCAA. So those are, I'm still swimming two hundreds and those events are still really important to me. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to do those events well. So I think that training for longer distances really helps. And I think it also helps in my sprints too. How do you feel like that's helpful? I just feel like it really helps during the back half of my races. So and it helps me not die as much. And I feel like um, there was a little bit of a difference um, this year in like worlds. So. Okay. Um, so, so moving through your freshman year, you also kind of had another unique, not hiccup, but just uh, pinpoint in that year, which is you went to short course worlds uh, mm -hmm. in Abu Dhabi. Uh, which I'm guessing not many freshmen do, but uh, how did you and Greg and Tracy kind of um, meld that into the normal college training plan? Um, I guess we kind of worked it in by training as normal. And then like, <laughs> um, I didn't like taper at all for the me. Um, I kind of just showed up. <laughs> I remember I, I was, so sad because I didn't get to like tour Abu Dhabi at all but I was like afraid that I would have finals at the time so I decided to go on the later plane and um so I literally just trained normally up until then like I didn't really rest at all my rest was like once I was there kind of so um that meet wasn't really the focus it was more just for like experience and like practicing racing again that like um because I I didn't know I would have to race a lot at Worlds, but it's always just good to practice. Like you will have a lot of races just in case you do. Um, 
so I, I kind of just showed up to the meet and swam. I didn't really like <laughs> do anything special for it. Do you feel like you came away with that meet with, uh, just good experience or good lessons learned of, okay, this is how I manage a six day world championships or, or this is how I manage a lot of races all in one time span. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it definitely helped with that. I, there's not like, I feel like verbally, I can't really explain like how it helps me, but it just like in general, I feel like practicing meets like at meets like that. It just helps you to like manage your energy levels throughout like the eight days, like at like worlds and stuff like that. So it just kind of prepares you for that. I don't really know how to like explain exactly what it teaches you, but like it just, the experience is always good and it's, it helps you learn to manage like your body over like such a long meet. Absolutely. Uh, was, was there a moment that stuck out to you in that meet? Um, just a favorite race or a race that, that maybe didn't go as well as planned for whatever reason? Um, I don't know about a favorite race, but I just, <laughs> I remember there were a lot of bad races during that meet. I remember like, I don't even remember what race it was, but I remember coming away after one and texting Greg and being like, that was like the worst one I've ever had. And then he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. But it, it was, it was rough, but, um, I got through it and I feel like it taught me a lot. Was, was there a specific reason you felt like races weren't going well? Was it that lack of rest? Was it the time difference? Was it just uh, I don't know, lack of, lack of racing heading into the meet. Is, is there something you can put your finger on? Um, I think it's just that we didn't really prepare for it. Like specifically, like the goal was always worlds. Um, that was always, um, the main focus and NCAAs too. But, um, even like world champ trials, Greg, um, he knew that we would have to make it first, but he had confidence in us that we would, even though I was like, I don't know if I'll make it. He was like, you'll be, you'll be fine. So, um, the, the goal was always worlds and that was our main focus. And this was kind of just like another thing that would help us help me prepare for it. Gotcha. Then that makes total sense, especially with the short course worlds coming off the Olympics, your first college season. So then <clears throat> how did that manifest itself in any way, I guess, physically or mentally? heading into NCAAs, kind of having that long-term focus on Budapest? Um, at NCAAs, I was only thinking about NCAAs. So um, I was very, like, focused at that meet. And it's, it, it's easier also to be focused when the whole team is there and, um, you know, that you have to perform for them and you don't want to let them down. So um, I wasn't thinking about Worlds at all during NCAAs. And I was just... Um, I just like wanted to be there with the team and swim fast for them. So at NCAAs, um, yeah, that didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. Sure. Uh, and at, again, as your first NCAAs as a freshman, um, how do you feel like it went overall? Um, it was like an okay meet, um, in my opinion, like just for like my swims personally, there were definitely things, um, I could have done better. Um, but it wasn't like a bad meet and I'm not like, I'm not disappointed in how I swam, but there were definitely things that and races that I wish could have gone better. Anything specific? Um, (laughs) I remember being super upset when I didn't make the A final in the hundred free in prelims. I remember I dove in and like immediately, like my hands came apart. And then I just, 
I, I probably could have saved it if I had just stopped panicking. But I remember like panicking during my race and then touching the wall and being like, shoot, like I just screwed that up so bad. But and then and Greg even told me he was like, you could like that. What didn't have to be like detrimental to your race. Like if you had just like done what you normally do and like not gone distracted by that one small thing in the beginning of the race, then you would have been fine. But like I I just my I feel like my stroke was like all over the place, like my tempo. I don't know. It just, it wasn't a good race in the morning. So um, I kind of felt like I had to like prove myself at night. So I swam a lot better and I was a lot more um, calm during it, I guess. Um, It's never good when you're like freaking about your race, (laughs) freaking out about your race when you're swimming it. So I learned now, like um, I can't let like one thing like um, totally mess me up in my race. Like I can, I I can come back from it. So I learned that like for the future. So. Did you, did you like your event lineup for NCAAs? You're two IM, hundred fly, hundred free. Um, but like you said, you train for the 400 IM, not saying you would do that, but you just, you have a lot of range with your events and flexibility with them. Right. Is, do you think that is something that you would play with in the future? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I I still have to like talk with Greg and like see like what the team needs in the future because um that's always changing. Like if we have more like freestylers or IMers coming in or something like that, maybe it'll change. Or maybe if I just like get better at a certain event. So um these things are always subject to change, but I I really like all those events. Like Hundred Fly is my favorite event, obviously. I love two IM actually. And 50 free lately has been kind of, I don't know. I've been kind of on and off with how much I like it. It's like kind of like a love hate relationship because when you do well in it, you're like, Oh, that's great. But when you do bad in that event, it's like one tiny thing messed it up. And it wasn't even that different from your good race, which frustrates me so much that like they can be so similar, but one is good. And one is like bad or whatever. I don't know. Um, so maybe I'll be swimming 50 in the free in the future. I don't really know, but, um, and like, I love hundred free too. I recently, I feel like I learned how to swim that in the past. I feel like I would always die so hard in the second half of my race, but that's also what training is for and why I'm doing for I am training and stuff like that. So, yeah. So 200 breast is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yes, for sure. It's in your future. All right. Um, sorry. Um, so then heading into trials again, in that same vein, you swam six events at Olympic trials, right? Um, I honestly don't remember. I swam, I think 50 free, hundred free, two free, two IM and hundred fly. So wait, that might be five then. That's five. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm misremembering, but so you swam, you swam a full slate at Olympic trials. Um, so heading into, uh, world champ trials you still swam a ton of events. I think four or five, uh, did you swim the 200 free at, at, in Greensboro? Yeah. Okay. So five, right. Because no two I am. I can't remember. I think I might've swam. Um, I don't remember if I like swam it in prelims and then like scratched or if I just didn't swim it at all. I honestly do not remember. <laughs> okay. Um, ton of events. <laughs> so then maybe I don't, you might not even have an answer to this question, but how do you choose your event lineup for, for a trials meet knowing again, your coach has faith in you. He's like, you're going to make the team, but you have to make the team. 
mm-hmm. um, and then wanting to to have all those swims. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg is really good with this because um, he just signs me up for like pretty much everything in the beginning, and then we like narrow it down like closer to the day, like even like two a.m. I don't think I decided I wasn't swimming it until like the day before when he was like, this wouldn't really work out with your event lineup because I think it was like right after hundred fly or something in at worlds. And, um, he was like, yeah, like you would just have no time in between, like if you were to make it like, just like, it wouldn't be like convenient and stuff like that. So just like, um, Greg was really good with, um, suggestions, I guess. And like telling me like what I should swim. And I feel like normally I just take the meet one day at a time. Like I don't memorize the schedule. I literally just look the day before and I'm like, Oh, I'm swimming this tomorrow. And then I don't remember it. Like, and then I forget about that and I like push it aside. And then I just kind of do the same thing. I just like focus on what I'm swimming that day. And then after those events are done, then I find out what I'm swimming the next day. Like it's like already decided, but I kind of like forget about it just so that I can focus on like what's right in front of me in the moment. Um, so I kind of just find out day to day, like what I'm swimming. (laughs) (laughs) is that something you've you practiced over the years or something you learned or that's just how you've always naturally operated as a swimmer no I feel like it's not always how I've naturally operated but I also I feel like I'm really like forgetful with these things sometimes but I think it also helps me just because I don't want to be worrying about what I'm swimming in three days I want to be like focusing on the races I have at the moment So I think that it helps me to do that. And I don't know like when I figured that out, but um, I don't know if it, I don't think it's something I've always done. Gotcha. Well, I mean, (laughs) obviously it seems to work for you. Um, Do you, at a meet like trials where, I mean, and world champ trials are obviously very different field than Olympic trials, just just from my perspective and being there just to interview people, it's like so different, but do you prefer having a lot of events at a meet like that um, versus, I don't know, an NCAAs where you're obviously swimming a lot, but individually you only have the three. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually do like swimming a lot of events, even though it's extremely tiring. Like I hit day six of worlds and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, I was just like, it started hurting really bad. (laughs) Um, but I do like having a lot of events because I feel like it also helps me maintain a schedule. Like I wake up and I swim prelims and then I take my nap in the middle of the day and then I go back and I swim finals and then I just repeat that cycle. And when I don't have, um, an event on a day, like I still take a nap to retain like some sense of normalcy, but I feel like sometimes it's not exactly the same. Um, so I think that having a lot of events kind of helps me in a way. Like I would like to think that it helps me just because if I'm put in that situation, it's nice to look on the bright side of things. So yeah, there are definitely positives to it, but there's also like the negative of like, you're swimming so much, (laughs) but you can look at it either way. Sure. So then going into this world champs, uh, four individuals, Plus, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you were aware you'd have uh, pretty heavy relay duties. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of your individuals, you were gold, 100 fly, uh, bronze in the 100 free with, you know, cracking that 53 second barrier. Um, and then you made the final in, in both 50 free and 50 fly. 
-hmm. overall, after, after getting gold on that second day of competition, um, how do you feel like that impacted the rest of your individual swims throughout the meet? I think it definitely gave me more confidence. I've, um, I, I always get so nervous about the first event of a meet because I feel like sometimes I get better as the meet goes on and I just, you never know how it's going to get go during the first event. Like it's going to, it's going to set the tone for the entire meet. Like you don't want it to, but it kind of does. Um, so I was really nervous that the first event was a hundred fly, especially since that's like my favorite event. And I feel like it's my best event. Um, but I feel, I think the fact that I did so well in it, um, it definitely gave me the confidence to move forward with, with the meet that I could like do that many events. Uh, you, you mentioned that on day six, uh, you, the pain started to kind of set in. Um, was there a swim that stood out to you as being the hardest to get through or the hardest to execute properly during the meet? Um, I remember my 50 fly was really difficult. I don't remember if that was, um, I think during semis one day, I don't know if it was semis or finals. I just had very little time in between my event. I don't remember what event was before that. It might've been hundred free. I cannot remember anyways, <laughs> but I remember having like very little time in between whatever event I had before that and the 50 fly. And I had to swim in the diving well. And I wasn't the only one who was doing that though. It was also like, um, Sarah Sostrom was in the same boat as me because we were swimming the same events. So she was also in the diving well, and then we saw, like, we were both warming down together in between because we didn't have time to go to the other pool in between the ready room and the race. So um, I remember that was a little bit difficult. And then also my last relay, I felt like that hurt also. But um, uh, I had great teammates who supported me and the USA Swimming staff was so good about making sure that we got what we needed and that I had access to like the diving wall and stuff like that. Like they made sure that I had everything I needed in order to be successful at the meet. So, um, the people made it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, 50 fly, you don't usually, and obviously, like you said, you're coming off a double, but you don't usually hear someone say like, it was really hard to get through. Um, obviously you were hurting, you're in pain. What, is there something specific that makes it hard to get through or like, is there a, a specific part of it that it's hard to execute when you're in that kind of lactate state? Um, there's nothing really specific that I can think about. It's kind of just like the general feel of the race. Um, and sometimes just the way you feel like you're moving through the water is different when you're tired, but there's nothing specific that I can like pinpoint. And then swimming the same events as Sarah Shostrom, sharing a warm down pool and obviously a competition pool with her. Um, have you had any interactions with her, been able to speak with her at all at that meet? Um, I didn't talk with her a lot because I feel like at the meets, I'm so focused. Like some people talk in the ready room and that's fine. But like, I feel like I'm so much in my own like world um, in the ready room that I kind of just like stare off into space and then I like stretch and stuff. So. Um, but like from the interactions I've had with her, um, like when we're like standing next to each other, I can't remember if it was like on the podium or like, I don't remember, but <laughs> um, from what I, when I have interacted with her, she's been really nice, so. That's 
That's great to hear. That's, that's super cool that you guys are able to compete and swim the same events and obviously, uh, you know, have those, have those pleasant interactions outside of the pool as well. So then just moving forward on from world championships, what's the focus now for the rest of your summer? Um, right now I'm kind of getting back into shape, but it's going to be a little bit on and off this summer just because like I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. So I like, I might take off some time there and then I'm going to, um, the outer banks for vacation for like two weeks, but I will be training there, I think. So I don't know. I, it's kind of, I'm just trying to get back into shape a little bit right now. Coming off of a meet of an, of a huge eight day taper meet like that. Um, is, is there, do you feel a significant difference in the water than maybe, I don't know, during, during the training camp leading up to it? Um, not really. I, I did feel really good, um, at the camp in Croatia leading up to Budapest, but not, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. It didn't feel that different than it normally does, but, um, at the meet, I was surprised that it took me so long to feel so tired. Like I thought that I'd be like really tired by like day three, but I felt pretty fine then. So, um, yeah, I have really good coaches <laughs> who helped with that. Nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's always a good thing. If, if the pain's not setting in until way later than you expect it to. Um, so, and then you're starting your sophomore year. Sorry about that. You're starting your sophomore year at Stanford. Um, any, any expectations or anything you're excited about heading into this second college season? Okay. Um, I'm really excited for our trip to Maui because we're supposed to go every single year, but it got canceled last year because of COVID. So this will be my first time going and I'm so excited to, I mean, I know most of the freshmen, but I'm excited to get to know them better. And I'm, I'm just so excited for that trip <laughs> because we have one practice, I think in the morning, and then we have like the rest of the day to um, do whatever we want and like explore or swim in the ocean. So I'm just so excited for that. And then the other thing I'm really excited about is um, like my room for next year and like decorating it. I still haven't decided on like how I'm going to do that, but I also have this like lofted area next year. I got a two room double again, which is really lucky. <laughs> But, um, I also, I looked at my room and it has like this like lofted area. So I'm kind of deciding what I want to do with that. So I'm really excited about that too. Dude, you keep lucking out majorly. You get get your own room. So Stanford, you live in, you live in the dorms or on campus all four years. We live on campus all four years and they're all like dorms. So, okay. Um, and then do you have the same roommate, different roommate? swimmer roommate non-swimmer roommate do you even know yet oh I'm rooming with Samantha Pearson um it's just um she's she's great yeah um it makes a lot more sense with like our schedules and stuff like that and they align and then I'm also really excited because um some of my dorm friends are going to be on the same floor as me like we all drew into the we all tried to draw into the same um dorm and then also Janelle and Aurora are also going to be on that floor. So it's going to be really fun. Nice. A very summer centric floor. That's always good. Um, but yeah, that sounds like it's going to make for a great semester. Great. Or wait, you guys are on quarters, right? Quarters. Yeah. Stanford. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
great quarters, great year. Um, Tori, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. Um, any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today? Um, not really, just thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.